Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Thursday morning, June 17th. So glad to have you along. My name is Tom Short, and if you're new today, uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button, notify, be along with us day after day after day, if you will. Share with your friends, leave a comment, but come back day by day because we do believe that if we get in the words, we talk about the words, we share the words, we pray over the word, we will sharpen ourselves, we'll grow, we'll be stronger, and we need to be. These are difficult days we live in. The truth is stumbling in the streets. The truth is being uh, fuzzy. It's being blurred. The truth is being suppressed more and more in our country and in our culture. And we need to be people who know the truth and we know what we believe and we know how to stand for it. And we are encouraged and inspired to live by it and for it. So join us each day and let's build God's truth into our lives. We've been talking about how... how to respond to objections that we face to our beliefs. And we've gone over a number of things. Um, we haven't touched on Islam, so today I wanted to touch briefly upon it. Many people say, and how would you respond to the question or the accusa- or the uh, um, objection that Christians and Muslims worship the same God? So why try and convert a Muslim? Why make an issue about it? They worship the same God. Now, I might make a comment that no one seems to make that, they don't seem to be saying that in Muslim countries. They say that a lot over here in the West. They say that in Europe, they say that in America, where we are predominantly Christian and Islam is the minority religion. They say, well, we worship the same God's no big problem. Where they're the majority religion, they're not too keen on us worshiping the Christian God, our Christian idea of God, and indeed they would say that is a false idea. So, but let's go back. We live here in America. Let's go back to where we're at and the world we live in. And so what would you say if someone says, you know, why make a deal about Christians and Muslims worship the same God? We're using the FFDPQ method. We would say this. I can see why you feel that way. Others have felt that way too, until they discovered that Muslims reject the Trinity. The idea that God is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, as Jesus taught. I'm curious, how how do you think we can know who's right? And that is a question. How can you know who's right in these ideas about God? And furthermore, good question is, does it matter? Does it matter? In our our postmodern world where truth doesn't seem to matter, and where people can kind of believe what they want, because in reality, we deify ourselves. And we can actually say, well, when it comes to something like God, well, my truth is my truth. Your truth is your truth. And people seem content to have their truth without seeking God's truth. Doesn't matter. I'll give you several reasons why I believe it does. Number one, Jesus said this. John chapter 4, verse 23 and 4, Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, and she's a Samaritan woman, and they're discussing, uh, you know, different worship between the Samaritans and the Jews, and Jesus says, an hour is coming, and now is, where the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. This is really important that we that our worship of God be truth and be truthful. 
We're not free to make up our own images of God. As a matter of fact, that's known as idolatry. And idolatry would be a violation of the second commandment. Remember commandment one, I'm the Lord your God. You shall know the gods before me of the Ten Commandments. Second, you shall not make for yourself an idol. Any graven image, any, any, any idea, any concept of God that is not the one true God. Idolatry was the predominant sin throughout the Old Testament. Over and again, God condemned and judged Israel for being idolatrous. They had the one, they, they had the, the right God, but they would be idolaters. They would make images of them and so forth. So the violation of the first commandment to worship the false God or the violation of the second commandment to have your own images or ideas of God, we don't want to do this. It does matter. You know, with me, uh, with you, if you're married, it doesn't, you can't just say, well, I, you know, it doesn't matter what woman I'm with, what man I'm with. No, the Bible calls idolatry like spiritual adultery because it's not all about us. It's about God, that we have the right God and that we find the right God and we worship the right God. In denying the Trinity, Muslims deny the deity of Christ. Now, this is really, really important because Jesus spent, went to great lengths to demonstrate that he is the divine son of God. Now, Muslims will say they believe Jesus was a great prophet. As a matter of fact, they can't understand at times, and they're, they're offended when we say you don't believe in Jesus because they say certainly we do. And I might add, they do believe Jesus was a great prophet, one of the greatest who ever walked the earth. They put him right up there, you know, maybe number two or three on the list. But they deny he's the deity. He, they deny his deity. They deny he's Christ. To me, this would be like saying, you know, of the president. Well, I believe, you know, I believe in the president's a great father. I believe the president was a, is a nice man. I believe the president, uh, whatever. But I don't. But I don't think he's the president. Well, that's that's disrespecting him, because even though you've said nice things about him, you've denied this high honor that he's achieved, the office he holds, and you're 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 not agreeing that he is who he is. You're disrespecting. When we deny the deity of Christ, when a Muslim says, oh yeah, he's a great prophet, a great teacher, a great man of God, but you deny he's the son of God, you're denying him his highest position, title, and honor. So what is a trinity? And often when, when, um, when, when Christians have to defend the trinity, it can be quite confusing and difficult to explain. And particularly, if you ever get in a debate or a uh, um, religious argument with a Muslim, most of them have been very well trained in how to ask us questions that are hard for us to answer. So what is the Trinity? Well, the doctrine basically tells us there is but one God, because Scripture does teach us there is one God, but He's revealed in three different persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus talked about being baptized in the name of of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. The Bible teaches the Father's God, Jesus is God, and the Spirit is God. But they're not all the same person. In fact, we see places, in addition to the great commandment, we see places where they show up together. Jesus, when he was baptized, the Father, uh, the Spirit of, of God descended upon him like a dove, and the Father said of him, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. All three members of the Trinity there, all three persons of the Trinity, um, 
participating in this baptism event, even though they're not the same person, but they're one God. You say, that's kind of confusing, Tom. Well, I would call it more of a mystery. And sometimes people say, if we can't explain everything about God, then it must be true. mustn't be true. If you can't explain the Trinity to a person's satisfaction, it mustn't be true. Because the implication is, we understand God. I'd like to suggest when I talk to a Muslim and they tell me, well, well, that doesn't make sense to me. I, I ask him, they, I can't understand it. I ask him, do you understand the power of God? Oh, yes. Really? Really? You can tell me he's the Almighty, but you think you understand the power of God? Do you understand the justice and judgment of God? Oh, yes. Really? You can tell me, I, I, we know God is a just God, but do you understand it? You, you get it? You understand the greatness of it? You think you get it fully? Do you understand the mercy of God, and, or for us Christians, the love of God? Because Muslims don't talk much about the love of God. They refer to it as mercy. Do you understand the love of God? Christian, brother, sister here, do you believe you understand the love of God? Well, I know God loves me, and I believe God so loves the world. But boy, I would never tell you I grasp it. The height, the depth, the width, the breadth of the love of God, it's beyond comprehension. All of God's nature, all of who God is, we can know Him, but never fully know Him. There will always be aspects of who God is that go beyond our understanding. This is just something we must accept because, very simple reason, He's God and we're not. We are limited, finite creatures trying to grasp an unlimited, infinite, eternal being. And we can, we can know Him but we'll never fully know him. And if you think you've fully got God figured out, like again, when I talk with the Muslims, they say, oh, I've got him figured out. If you think you've got God fully figured out, you're, you're, you don't. He's way, way, way beyond us. When I think of the Trinity, this, the oneness and threeness at the same time, the reality is we see it everywhere we look. You know, God, the, the, Romans 1 doesn't tell us that, that the creation just acknowledges that God exists. Romans 1 tells us that the creation reveals God and the very nature of God. Have you ever noticed that we have one creation, one universe, you and I, a universe, and yet it's made up of what? A, a trinity of space, time, and matter. And have you ever noticed how our space, time, and matter are made up of, their, of, of, of triunities, shall we say? For instance, space, we have... Uh, gas, liquid, and solid. Time, we have past, present, and future. Space, we have height, width, and depth. And so we see, you know, when I think of this trinity of God, I see he left a mark there. Now, now this, by the way, does not prove the trinity, but it means that what the Bible teaches about one God revealed in three persons, it, he left this mark upon our creation, and we see it everywhere we look. If you look carefully at creation, all you see will reveal things about God. I think also, another example I think of is me. Now, this is not meant to be blasphemous. I'm not saying I'm God, but I'm saying I and you reflect the Trinity. Why? Because there's only one Tom, but I am composed of body, soul, and spirit. They are so, they're three, but they're one. They're one I'm one, but three. I'm three, but one. 
so intricately involved, so intricately the oneness and the threeness that it's hard to even to tell the, the threeness. What am I made of? I made of a body, my physical, my soul, or my mind, my emotions, my will, my spirit, that part of me that lives, that communicates with God, the spirit that was dead before I came to Christ and was made alive in Christ. When I die one day, and you all come to my funeral and and uh, you know you you look at me at the casket and you'll 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 look down and you'll say oh didn't, don't they make him look so good and he looks so good and you'll all talk about me and and tears will be shed and and someone says well you know he's in a better place now what do they mean they don't mean I'm I'm laying in a casket they don't mean being in the casket's in the better place they mean well his body's there but. His soul, his, his spirit, he's up in heaven now. He's in a better place. See, that when I die is when my spirit, my soul, my body, there's a separation made. And it's not better that I'm dead in the casket. It's better that my spirit's now gone up into heaven. And so right now, we express this training, the body, soul, spirit of us. We're one, but we're three at the same time. How can you tell who's true and right, by the way? I mentioned my email last night, and for the sake of time, I'm keeping this real short. But basically, there are things that Jesus did that the Muslims will agree to. They will agree he was born of a virgin birth, supernatural, miraculous birth. Muhammad, no. They will agree that Jesus performed many mighty miracles. Muhammad performed many mighty, not in front of anybody. They claimed, you know, he split the moon in half and a couple things like this. But nobody ever saw any of this. Jesus performed his miracles in front of witnesses. Jesus fulfilled prophecies. How many prophecies were made of the coming uh, Muhammad? Zero. Only Jesus Christ has fulfilled prophecies. Jesus made prophecies that have been fulfilled. Now, now you know, Muhammad said the world's going to end someday and stuff like that. But none of his prophecies have ever come true. And none of them were made with such precision as like Jesus. Jerusalem will fall. Israel will fall. This temple will fall. Every stone, every brick will be thrown down, and this will be destroyed. Jesus made prophecies. Jesus fulfilled prophecies. And prophecies he spoke have been fulfilled. Finally, the biggest one, we've talked about this elsewhere a couple weeks ago, the resurrection. You know, the tomb of Muhammad is still occupied. The tomb of Jesus is empty. If you want to know who's right, go with the winner. All right, go with the winner. Jesus conquered death, the ultimate victory of all time that anyone could ever make. Jesus has done. Let's go to prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you that you are the one true God, the triune God. We worship Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We bow before you, Father, the giver of life, the creator of all. Jesus, we bow before you as the one who carried out the Father's plan, who secured our salvation, who redeemed our soul, who gave your life and rose again. We confess you, the Messiah. We thank you, Jesus, that all judgment has been given to you. We confess and acknowledge that you never sinned. You are the sinless, spotless Lamb of God who sits upon the throne, and someday every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are the Lord. We will all, everyone, bow to you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who lives in each of us who believe. 
the, who is the, our, empowers us, who gives us the mind of Christ, who, who has, has come to indwell us. And Jesus, we, we thank you. You sent the Spirit. You asked the Father, and the Father sent the Spirit, and the Spirit now has made us the temple of the living God. We worship you. We grieve, Lord, at how many people in our world don't know you. We grieve at how many people have false concepts about you, false ideas about you. We grieve when we see idolatry and people worshiping creation rather than the creator, people worshiping the work of their own hands rather than the one who, who gave them that. We acknowledge, Lord, that you, you see, you hear, you have made us in your image, but we, we fall so short of who you are. You are the infinite, eternal God. We bless you as a God of love. We pray we would know the height, depth, and width, and breadth of the love of God. We pray we'd be filled up with the fullness of God, even this day. We pray that we'd be people who worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, help us to know all the truth about you. Help our spirits to be alive in you. And might we be worshipers, for you seek those who will worship you. Today, Father, you're seeking worshipers. Help us to be alert to opportunities to increase the company of those who will worship God. We pray for this. We give you our lives freshly. We love you and praise you. We pray today for the Muslims of this world, Lord. So many, hundreds of millions, live in darkness. They, many, Lord, are zealous and sincere but they're deceived. They're deceived. I pray, Father, raise up, raise up workers to go into the Muslim world. Raise up people who, who will are, speak with power. We thank you for those Muslims we hear who have dreams and, and who come to a knowledge of God and, and seek Christ because you have spoken to them in dreams. Lord, do it, do it thousands and thousands and multitudes times, multitudes of times. We ask you to great, bring a revival in the Muslim countries of our world. And we pray this for your glory. And, for your, and, and we pray for those who are missionaries in this parts of the world. Protect them. Watch over them. We know they're hated. We know their lives are in danger. Be with them. Strengthen them. Help them, Lord, to be filled, not be overcome with evil, but to overcome evil with good. We pray these things today, Lord. We bless you with all of our heart. And we thank you that we have been found by the one true God. We delight to be your worshipers. We delight to be followers. We delight in our Lord Jesus Christ. We bless you today with all of our heart. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed this message. I've enjoyed getting back to some of these things. I'm uh, talking about who God is and what his truth is. Jesus came to bring grace and truth. Remember, Jesus said, you'll know the truth. You abide my word, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So again, I want to invite you, I want to thank everyone who comes here day by day. Make sure and tell your friends. You know, I was talking to a pastor just earlier this week. He'd been, uh, he'd heard I was doing these YouTubes, these live streams, but he was pretty busy, and he got sick, and he had to miss a whole day of work, and he was home in bed, and he was just wiped out, but he he, he woke up for a little bit and he decided to listen to check me out on my YouTubes. And he said he listened to one, then another, and another. He listened to a bunch of them. He just called me up and he said, these are great. He said, I'm going to tell my whole church about it. 
and he, he's sent out an email to his church saying, you need to check these out. And so, you know, tell others about it. Get your pastor watching. Pastor, tell your church to watch these things. I'll try not to be too controversial and get you in trouble. I'm teaching the word, okay? So pass the word around to your friends, your congregation, and uh, let's let's share others. I'm so glad you're here. So thank you for being part of this group. And you have a great day. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.